Hello fellow movie fans and welcome to Silver Screen Enchantment. I'm Amanda. I'm Ariana. And this week on our podcast we're going to be covering Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, This movie was released December 20th of 2017, so this was right after I graduated high school. Um, I don't remember seeing this movie in theaters. I remember seeing it at home with my family, and I got it for Easter. Oh, is that how we watched it? Yeah. The first time? Uh Oh. Well, Ariana got it on DVD (laughs) Easter basket. (laughs) But anytime we watch this movie as a family, my whole family's in an uproar of laughter. I have to say, it takes my mom kind of a lot to be wheeze laughing, but every time we watch this movie, she's wheeze laughing. And part of that is Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of her favorite (laughs) actors, too. So, Um, well, anyways, um, further into the analytics, this movie was produced by Columbia Pictures. Um, directed by Jake Kasdan. Um, he's also known for Bad Teacher and Walk Hard. I've actually, I'm ashamed to say I've never seen either of those, but they <laughs> were two of his best known works. Um, the movie was written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. Both of those writers were co-writers on Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And a third co-writer on this movie is Scott Rosenberg. He's also known for um, writing Venom, Disturbing Behavior, Gone in 60 Seconds, and Kangaroo Jack. Um, Both Jumanji sequels were also high-profile projects on all three of those writers um, and the director's resume, which is pretty cool. So this movie was a big thing for all of them. Um, This genre falls under action, adventure, comedy, fantasy. I really love all of those genres, so that's probably why I love this movie so much. (laughs) Um, Runtime coming in at an hour and 59 minutes. I know that's on the longer side for some movies. Most movies run usually between an hour and a half to two hours, so it's on the longer side. But I have to say, with all the laughing we do during this movie, it doesn't feel like two hours. It definitely feels like much shorter. We get a workout. Yeah. (laughs) You get a nice little ab workout. (laughs) It's rated PG-13 for adventure action, suggestive content, and some language. I think that's a pretty appropriate rating. Uh, There was one part, I think, where someone, one of the characters gets, like, shot. But you don't show her, like, bleeding or anything. You just kind of show her, like, up in a little swirl disappearing. And then she respawns (laughs) from the sky. Um, There is some movie, I think they say, like, damn and hell sometimes. Not too bad. And the suggestive content is nothing really sexual. It's a part where, like, a female character, one of the main female characters turns into a male character in the video game. And, you know, she's just kind of talking about going to the bathroom for the first time, which (laughs) is kind of funny. Um, Our nine-year-old sister watches this movie with no problems. She doesn't ever... Ask questions. Yeah, or anything (laughs) like that. It's one of those movies that kind of has adult humor that kind of bypasses kids sometimes it just flies right over their head because they don't understand what it means um this movie actually did really good in the box office the original budget was an estimated 90 million dollars and gross worldwide it made about 962 million so that's really good for what their budget was for the awards at the kids choice awards usa this movie won the Blimp Award for Favorite Movie, and The Rock won Favorite Movie Actor. Um, at the Teen Choice Awards, The Rock won the Teen Choice Award for Choice Movie Actor for Comedy, and the movie also had multiple other nominations and minor awards, as well as some of the other main actors in this movie. Rotten Tomatoes, surprisingly, gave this movie 76%. I'd say that's high compared to what some movies get. I see like a lot of movies get rated around 50 and 60 So this one's pretty high. I would have given it much higher, though. So would I. (laughs) It was just so good. Very fun. Okay, so now we're going to get into the cast. Um, The main characters, I'm going to go over the main characters and some of the other things they've played in. If you're anything like me and my family, we will watch a movie and be like, wow, that person looks really familiar and spend the entire movie trying to put our finger on what exactly it is that we remember them being in. So we have... Dwayne Johnson, who plays Dr. Smolder Bravestone. 
Um, he's obviously been in a plethora of other movies, but some of my favorites have been Jungle Cruise, San Andreas, The Game Plan, Central Intelligence, Journey to the Mysterious Island, The Rundown, The Fast and Furious movies, Tooth Fairy, and of course, Baywatch. <laughs> I absolutely love that movie. But anyways, we're talking about Jumanji. Um, he's also in the upcoming DC Black Adam movie. I'm really excited for that. I love superhero movies. Um, next, we have Kevin Hart, who plays Franklin Moose. They think it's Moose, but it's really Mouse Finbar. <laughs> I also love Kevin Hart. He's also been in quite a few movies, but some of my favorites include The Secret Life of Pets 1 and 2, The Upside, Central Intelligence, also with The Rock, Get Hard, Ride Along 1 and 2, and he's also going to be in the upcoming DC League of Super Pets, which The Rock is also going to be co-starring alongside him in that movie. Next, we have Karen Gillan playing Ruby Roundhouse. She's a badass in this movie. She's known for Oculus, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, in case you didn't know, she plays Nebula. And she's going to be in the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder. Like I said, I love superhero movies. I'm also excited for that one. (laughs) We also have Jack Black playing Professor Shelley Oberon. He is known, obviously, for a lot of movies, but (laughs) some of my favorites include Goosebumps 1 and 2, Kung Fu Panda movies, Tropic Thunder... Um, The Holiday, King Kong, The Remake, Nacho Libre, Shark Tale, School of Rock, and Gulliver's Travels. I was actually surprised to find out he's going to be in the upcoming Super Mario Brothers movie from Illumination. Oh, really? Yeah, I only heard that um, Chris Pratt was going to be in that one, but upon (laughs) discovery, he will be in it as well. We also have Bobby Cannavale in this movie. He plays Professor Russell Van Pelt. He's known for Ant-Man 1 and 2, Ferdinand and Jolt. I actually don't know what Jolt is, but it was one of the highest profile projects that was on his resume. He was also in Sing 2, and a couple of his TV roles include Boardwalk Empire and Will and Grace. Um, Of course, we have Nick Jonas in this movie, playing Jefferson Seaplane McDonough. I always thought it was McDonough, but it's McDonough, right? It's McDonough. Oh, McDonough? Okay. I think. It's, some, it's spelled <laughs> like McDonough, but it might be McDonough. I don't really know. They don't say it too much in the movie. Um, he's known for Careful What You Wish For. That is an excellent movie, I will say. Uh, Midway, Ugly Dolls, and from his Disney Channel days, we all know him from being in the Jonas Brothers, the show Jonas and Camp Rock. I love him in that movie. And some of the other main characters we have as the young cast, the high school kids. Um, Alex Wolf plays Spencer Gilpin. He's known for Old, Hereditary, The Naked Brothers Band, the movie, Patriot's Day, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, and My Friend Dahmer. We also have Sir Darius Blaine playing Anthony Fridge Johnson. He's known for American Underdog, Fortress, and he has a TV role in Charmed. I've actually never seen that one either, I'm kind of ashamed to say. We also have Madison Eisman playing Bethany Walker. She plays in Annabelle Comes Home, Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween, Fear of Rain, Clouds, Tales of Halloween, Ghost Squad, and she has a couple of TV roles in Still the King, and I know what she did last summer, that new show. I still have that one on my list to watch because I'm a big fan of the original two movies, not the third. (laughs) And finally, we have Morgan Turner playing Martha Capley. I think that's how you say her last name. Um, She didn't have um, too many other roles, but some of her major roles besides Jumanji were Invincible and Remember Me. And per IMDb, the summary for this movie states four teenagers are sucked into a magical video game and the only way they can escape is to work together to finish the game. I think that's a pretty accurate summary. I mean, if you just wanted to sum it up in a sentence or two. That would be it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now I'll be going over some of the fun facts that 
we looked up and some of my favorites were that Jurassic World and Jumaji share the same filming location um which it doesn't say exactly what part of Jurassic World but uh, it's the same scene or the same place where um they're being chased by the people on the motorcycles and then I think that's Oahu the island of Oahu in Hawaii I think yes and Tom Holland was supposed to be in this movie but he had to film Spider-Man so he obviously didn't so Nick Jonas took his place I have to say though I'm kind of glad that that happened I mean don't get me wrong I love Tom Holland and but I I love the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. It wouldn't be the same if Tom Holland wasn't Spider-Man in these new movies. Mm-hmm. And this movie Jumanji would not be the same without Nick Jonas. I yeah. just think he did so good in this movie. He but did. It's I'm kind of happy that that happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dwayne Johnson pitched the name Smolder for Doctor Smolder Bravestone. And a weird coincidence. Nick Jonas was watching the original Jumanji when he was called that he got casted as um, McDonough. And then a little Easter egg was The Rock had a secret tribute to Han Solo. And the little um, holster on his thigh, that's supposed to be like Han Solo. And then... That's it. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that about the holster thing. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, The Rock likes Star Wars. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we'll get into, like, the major plot points of the movie um, and any thoughts that we had along the way. So my first note starts at the beginning of the movie. Um, it takes place in 1996. Um, there's a runner on the beach that you can you can't really tell who it is, but it's a runner on the beach. They find the original Jumanji board game, um, like in the sand, taking place after the first one. So he picks up the board game and you kind of see the runner running home with the game, and he kind of calls like, "Hey, Alex!" And you can tell that he has a kid. He gives his kid the board game, and at this point, you know, board games are kind of oh, who plays board games anymore? It's more about video games. So the kid kind of tosses the board game aside. Um, it, it, I don't really know. Like it kind of seems trans- like the game yeah. is like watching and learning. <laughs> I don't really know, but they kind of like has zoom, eyes. yeah, like they zoom in on the game and it transforms. Like, yeah, so sort of. Alex is asleep, and then he wakes up to like a green glow, and he can open the board game now, and he sees that there's like a game disc in there now instead of it being the board game now he's intrigued because it's a video game game. (laughs) so i kind of like that because it's setting up the modernization like oh people you know people are probably when this movie came out thinking like oh who still plays board games but they kind of modernized it by showing how the game adapted into modern times by becoming a video game instead of staying like an old school board game um from there you can kind of see that there's like a green flash coming from the kid's window and then it bounces to present day. Um, Then we get the character intros for these kids that are in high school. Um, We are first introduced to Spencer. We kind of get the feel that he's like this nerdy kid in high school. He's really good at video games. That's the first thing that we see him doing is like playing a board. Um, I'm sorry, playing a video game and kind of like talking Boxing to himself. Game. Yeah, like oh, right hook, slam, compel, different things like that. And then you kind of see him get a text on his phone that says, "Oh, is it done?" or something like that. Yeah, from he goes to his computer. Character. Yeah, he goes to his computer and finishes writing what seems like a an essay on history. And then we're introduced to Fridge. He's in his house and his mom is telling him, you know, you better keep your grades up so you can stay on the football team. And he's like, mom, don't worry, I am. So then it jumps to Spencer and Fridge meeting up in front of what they call Freak House, which is kind of like this spooky old house on the corner of a street. Um, You get the feel that no kids really like to be there. It's kind of like the neighborhood haunted house. Um, Spencer's kind of handing over the homework to Fridge that he bribed him to do (laughs) 
and Spencer is kind of trying to be friends with Fridge. I think he makes a comment about them being friends in middle school and that they're not yeah. friends anymore. Later on in the movie. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like one of those friends fading thing. Fridge went off to he be. He got in, cool. And yeah, he got Spencer cool. And got he's like a nerdy. football star now. And yeah, Spencer's really good at school. And he's kind of like a homebody who plays video games at home. Me. So they're kind of. <laughs> So they're kind of polar opposites now. Um, we then get introduced to Bethany. Um, you really get the hint early on that she's self-centered. Our first scene that we see her in, she's like setting up Selfies. the curtains. And she has a <laughs> selfie stick trying to make it look as natural as possible. Um, and she's... Our next scene that we see her in, she's getting in trouble at school um, because she's taking a test, but at the same time she's on a video call like FaceTime or something. No, she was done. Girl. And then... When she was done, she decided to call her friend. Oh, yeah. She finished her test really early while the rest of the class was still working on the test. And so she's on a FaceTime call with another another girl. And the teacher walks up and she's like, you do know there's other people in the world, right? And she's like, I feel like you should be supporting me as a woman. <laughs> so we can kind of <laughs> tell what her character is like in that sequence. That resulted in detention, by the way. <laughs> this and all then, did. That's how they met. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, we are also introduced to Martha. Um, we're introduced to her in gym class. She's kind of back talking to the teacher because she doesn't like PE. And she's pretty much saying that she doesn't understand why it's a quali qualification for high school because it's not going to. What did she say? She's not going to get into Harvard. It won't get her into Harvard. And. And that um, she wouldn't want to waste her life being a yeah. PE teacher. She says that to the PE teacher. So then so she the, gets detention. Yeah, <laughs> the teacher's kind of like, and that's detention. So that was kind of like cool. That. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Spencer's in the background kind of like listening, I guess you could say. You're eavesdropping. Um, so that's how the two girls get detention. Next, we see Spencer get called into the, pr um, the principal's office. When he gets there, Fridge is already sitting in the principal's office. And pretty much, their teacher's not stupid. She caught the plagiarism by Spencer because he ended his paper with the same... Way he ended his a year ago. Like the same sentence that he ended his paper in her class last year, and she caught it. So they got detention. And then fast forward to their detention, um, they're principal is pretty much telling them like hey if you don't finish taking out all these staples from these books today then you have to come in tomorrow which is on saturday they're all kind of upset but while they're down there removing staples from packets they discover an old game console with the jumanji video game in it so they're all like oh what is that an old nintendo and he's like i don't think so i've never <laughs> seen one before so spencer and fridge set up the game console and they're kind of starting to play they're like, what's Jumanji? I've never heard of that before. They're all trying to discover this new <laughs> game. So then we get into the characters, like your character pick or your avatar pick for the games. I'm sorry, I'm not a huge game person. My boyfriend is, but mm. I'm not. <laughs> so first, when they're going to pick their characters, the unavailable character was Jefferson Seaplane Mc McDonough. McDonough. Okay, <laughs> I can't say that right. Which his character is supposed to be the pilot slash rascal. Uh, Fridge ends up picking Franklin Moose Oops. Finbar. He's like, oh, he sounds like a badass because his nickname is Moose, which we later find out is really Mouse. Mouse. And you'll find out why. So Franklin Moose Finbar is the zoology expert slash weapons chauffeur, I think it was. Uh, Spencer then picks... Dr. Smolder Bravestone. He thinks he sounds cool, so he picks him. Um, Bravestone is supposed to be the archaeologist slash explorer in the game. Next, um, they kind of talk Bethany into playing. She's like, I have nothing better to do. So she picks Professor Shelley Oberon, who's the cartographer and the curvy genius. She kind of says it that way, too. She's like, yep. the curvy genius. I'll be Dr. Shelley Oberon. I'll be the smart per one. Sorry, Professor Shelley Oberon. And then they all talk Martha into playing. She's kind of wanting to remove the staples because she doesn't want to go in on Saturday. I mean, who wants to go to detention on a Saturday? True. <laughs> so Martha ends up playing, and she picks Ruby Roundhouse, which is the killer of men. <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> which we will find out later. So once they all make their picks, um, you kind of see 
like this flash of green and like Spencer kind of starts to get sucked in like pixel by pixel. It's kind of cool. Um, so we all get the, we all, I'm sorry, we show them getting all sucked into the game. One by one. Yeah, one by one. Very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> and the next thing we see is four characters in the jungle who we learn on the, are the main characters. Like, they're falling from the sky and falling through the leaves and falling on each other. <laughs> and then they're all just kind of talking in the middle, like, wait, who are you? Who are you? Because they don't look the same. So Spencer is Bravestone, Fridge is Moose, Bethany's Oberon, and then Martha's Ruby Roundhouse. They all look like these really cool, like, action awesome. game avatars. And so they don't recognize each other. They it, kind of by how they talk is how they figure out that yeah <laughs> they're each other, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. So we later find out when they're figuring out that they're these characters. Bethany is Professor Shelley Oberon, who's really a man. <laughs> it's Shelley is short for Sheldon. And one of my favorite lines from her in this part is she's looking in the water and she's like. <gasps> No! Yeah, yeah, she like screams no, and then she's like, I'm an overweight middle-aged man. <laughs> just like <laughs> that. Just like that. It's so funny. I just have to say, right, this scene is so probably opens. one of my favorite parts. The actors did so good. And they talk about, I mean, for the whole rest of the movie, they have to play these high school kids in Avatar, game Avatar bodies. And they I've watched a couple interviews with the actors in this movie and they just, you know, they said how hard it is sometimes it can be to play like another personality. But I think they did so good. You know, they all yeah. studied their high school counterparts well and were able to pull that off. But anyways, our next big scene is Bethany gets eaten by a hippo in a funny way she gets like snapped in half <laughs> in a funny and then it's very funny then you see his hat just, her hat just like floating up yeah, in the water her hat just like <laughs> floats up to the surface of the water and Fridge and Spencer or Bravestone and uh, Moose are kind of fighting like you better go get her and then the rock is all like oh no I'm not going in there you get in there and then he's like no I got a backpack you don't get in the water with a backpack everybody knows that <laughs> and then you hear this noise and she comes back yeah like when they respawn it's kind of like a blue and then they just like, like slam to the ground the yeah so that's how they respawn she falls on her back by the way yeah she <laughs> falls no i thought she fell on her stomach something like something. that anyways it's really funny because jack black is playing a high school teenage girl so it's really <laughs> funny to see him in that kind of character I feel like a girl so good <laughs> So that's what happens. They don't know at this point that she's, like, respawning or they have a life count, anything like that. They're just kind of figuring out that, like, hey, she got eaten by a hippo and she fell from the sky, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, another thing I forgot to mention. When Bethany got eaten by the hippo, Fridge just kind of started speaking in, like, zoology terms he started saying like hey that's a hippopotamus and they can run this he's fast and shows a lot of facts about yeah he or shows, tells yeah shows. he says a lot of facts about like a hippo and then he kind of looks around all shocked and he's, he's like, like I how do i know that yeah he doesn't remember learning any of that about a hippo so these are all kind of like natural it's things for the character setting up, yeah setting up like the characters and what their strengths are and what they're supposed to do um, so after that, they kind of like there's another hippo that comes out at them and they all start running. And then we're introduced to um, Nigel Billingsley. He kind of pulls up in like an SUV and he's like, get in, get in. So we later learn from Spencer, who's a gamer, that Nigel is an NPC, which is a non player character. Nigel says that he's the Jumanji field guide. So he kind of like guides us through what's going on in Jumanji and what their mission is. So we get taken to a, what's called a cutscene. Spencer has to explain to us that it's kind of a scene in a game where they explain like the background and like I said, the mission. So we're introduced to, during this cutscene, we're introduced to Bravestone's former partner, now nemesis, Professor Russell Van Pelt, who is played by Bobby Cannaville. Um, they're talking about how he once was obsessed with finding the, what is it, the Jumanji jewel? The, the jewel something. So it's, I think it's called the Jumanji jewel. It's a big green jewel that's in the heart of Jumanji. 
he's obsessed with finding it and once he found it he became kind of corrupted um he became evil crazy and by taking that jewel he was cursed with the ability to control all creatures of jumanji so when we see his character throughout the movie he kind of has like scorpions like coming Coming in and out of his ears ears and his mouth and it's super gross and one of his eyes changed colors too right yeah it's green green yeah Yeah, like the jewel yeah so it's kind of cool and then there's later parts where we see that he can control all the animals with like his mind it's kind of cool so anyways that's our villain in the movie and nigel then tells the team that the mission is to return the jewel and lift the cursed and I'm sorry, lift the curse and find the missing piece. But they're kind of like, what's the missing piece? And he just drives off. So (laughs) he's like, you can figure that out on your own. Um, One thing I like about, like, our new character introductions for the game, like the gaming avatars, is that the characters are kind of, like, the the characters that they pick are the opposites of their real-life counterpart. Yeah. So we see that Spencer is this big, beefy dude who's the rock. But really, um, he's very like brave and strong, and in real life, that's not really who he is. You know, he's kind of this homebody, stay-at-home gamer, like skinny you know. kid. Yeah, and he's oh, another thing about Spencer's character is he's afraid of like everything. And the the first scene that we see him in at home, his mom's like, "Remember, the world is a scary place. Don't forget your inhaler. I love." He's you like a germaphobe, kind of. Yeah, he's a germaphobe, and he's scared of everything. And when they were figuring out who's whose character was who they're like you're a, not him there's a bird that kind of squawks in the background and then the rock goes ah! <laughs> and then fridge's game character um moose he's like yep that's spencer that's spencer <laughs> so it was kind of cool to see spencer in the opposite so like his opposite counterpart um and then we also have bethany who's very self-centered and like com- concerned about her image now and as jack black says this middle-aged overweight man (laughs) (laughs) um and we see fridge who's this big strong football player who's kind of cocky and like arrogant now he's this short little guy who's as he says in the movie missing (laughs) two the top two feet of his body and he's kind of the sidekick to um bravestone because he he has his backpack and he's his weapons what did I say? Weapons valet. I think that's what it what it is. But he's pretty much supposed to carry Bravestone's weapons and hand them to him. When you know, in real life, Fridge would be the one who's out there saving the day with the weapons and stuff. So they've kind of flipped roles. And Martha is kind of this in school. She's kind of this quiet, insecure girl. Whenever we saw her at school, she always had her arms crossed and kind of keeping her head down. But Ruby Roundhouse is like a badass. Like we see her for the first time. She's this redhead girl who's like super killer of men. Fit. Yeah, <laughs> she kills men. We don't know that yet, but she's like very fit, very strong, and very confident, which is not who Martha was in the real world. So yeah. we kind of see all of these characters in real life become their opposites in the game. Um, the next thing that we see after they're dropped off by Nigel is that drum rhythm from Jumanji, you know, the... Yeah. (laughs) That kind of starts um, while Shelly, Dr. I'm sorry, Professor Shelly Oberon starts to read the map. So all the other characters are like, hey, he gave us a blank piece of paper, what the heck? And then um, Bethany comes up and she's like, no, that's a map of Jumanji, what are you talking about? So it turns out that her character is the cartographer and she's the only one that can read the map. So that's pretty cool. So anyways, while she's reading the map and kind of figuring out like, oh, here's the bazaar, we hear that drum rhythm come up and then all these off-road motorcycles start coming up and this part is so cool. I don't know why I think it's so cool, cool, but there's like, what, like 10 or 15 motorcycles that just like jump over this ridge, like this green ridge, because they're in the jungle. And they just kind of start riding off towards the characters and they're like, we have to run, we have to run. So they're running away. And here we kind of see where um, Bravestone's abilities come into play. He's like, 
he's telling Fridge, he's like, hey, give me something out of the backpack. And he's like, oh, here, what's this? What's this? Boomerang, and it's right? a boomerang. And he's like, oh, I, that's probably one of my weapons. So he throws it at the motorcycle. They're arguing, first of all, like, how can you kill something with a boomerang? Yeah. <laughs> Super funny. So he throws the boomerang and misses. misses. So then they're all running away. And, um, well, like, maybe two minutes later, they're, like, trapped. They're, they're, like, surrounded like by... Trees. Yeah, they're surrounded yeah. by the motorcycle guys. And then the boomerang randomly comes back and hits every <laughs> single oh, one all of them. them. It was so funny. And then Bravestone just has this big grin on his face, and Fridge is kind of like, oh, you know, like, you proved me wrong. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. And then we see Ruby Roundhouse strengths come out. She's kind of surrounded at one point, and she's by herself, and she ends up, like, kicking some guy in the face, and she's able to get away on her own. Um, she killed Fridge. a man, like, her strength killer yeah. man. <laughs> and then Fridge, I think we end up seeing later, but his weakness in the game is strength and speed, so he, when he's running as fast as he can, he's really running, like, five miles an hour. So then... He's, like, humbled, kind of, because uh, Spencer's like, hey, get on my back. We have to get away from them, and you're not going to be able to run fast enough. And he's like, no, I'd rather die. I'd rather die. I'm not getting on your back. Yeah, I'm not getting on your back. I'd rather so die than get on your back. Finally, the next thing that we see is um, Kevin Hart on the rock's back. And <laughs> like, we're running. Kevin Hart's just like, wow, wow. He's screaming. You know, the Kevin Hart scream. But anyways, <laughs> they end up getting away. So they're all kind of like, whoa, like, you know, what was that? And I think this is the part now that we see their strengths and weaknesses. They can kind of like hit a spot on their like chest or their shoulder and their list of strengths and weaknesses come up. And um, I think the funniest one was probably Kevin Hart's. His weaknesses were strength, speed, and cake. And cake. Yeah. So, <laughs> You'll find then, out later why. Yeah. And then Bravestone's was his strengths were like mm. speed what was it like bravery like all this bravery. cool stuff oh weapons yeah. and then his weaknesses said none, none. <laughs> and then um i think shelly oberon's was something like that too yeah the it was like she was like the dentistry bones like that was one of her strengths or his strengths oh yeah um what's it called the dentistry bone people <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. But I know what you're talking yeah. about. Because they did talk about that. She was like, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. She doesn't have any endurance. Oh, yeah. No endurance. Yeah. That's what it was, which is so funny. And then do you remember what Martha's was? Oh, um, Martha's was dance fighting. That was her fighting. strength. She was like, was that even a thing? We don't know until this movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> Paleontology. Duh. That's what it is. <laughs> paleontology and she's like paleontology and martha's like i think that's the study of fossils that's pretty cool so anyways they find out their strengths and weaknesses and then um once they're at the bottom of the or once they got away from the motorcycle people martha dies she finds out that she got shot by one of the motorcycle guys and she's like oh i think i got hit and then her character just kind of like like disappears into like a swirl and then you hear the boom, like the respawn noise, and she drops down from the sky again. So this is also where they discover their life count tattoo. On their wrist, they have, like, lines. At the beginning, there was three. But now, I think it's Martha and Bethany that now have two. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, and then... So now they're talking about, hey, what's going to happen if we really lose all our lives? And Spencer's like, I think that means we die, like, in real life, too. Which they all so be they kind start of freaking out. I'd be kind of scared. Shoot. <laughs> so now we cut to another scene where two of the motorcycle guys are walking up to a camp, which we see that Van Pelt is there. Yep. So Van Pelt, kind of like right off the bat, he's like, Bravestone. And the guys are like, the. <laughs> <laughs> The motorcycle guy, for the longest time, his response, all I understood was, him in a holo. 
Which I was like, what, what? is he saying? <laughs> yeah. I do not understand a word that he's saying. And no no one in my family could understand what he was saying either. So the last time Ariana and I watched this, we finally had the subtitles on. And what he's saying is him and that, that whole lot. lot. <laughs> but he says it in like an accent that makes it sound like him, him and the holo. <laughs> <laughs> and I still, even after I heard it with the subtitles, I went back and listened to it again. I was like, I still hear him and a whole. <laughs> I too. can't hear him and that whole lot. I just can't. And it sounds similar, but I still hear him and a whole. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, after he finds out that Bravestone and his friends are back in Jumanji, he kind of says, "Hunt them down," and he has a uh, this cool like vulture bird as a pet well i mean he controls he controls all the animals and the creatures in jumanji so i don't really know if it's his pet or not but he kind of gives him like a look and then the bird flies off so we can only assume that he's gonna go watch them brave stone or spy on them or something um next we have spencer and fridge fighting so they're on their way to their next destination and pretty much fridge pushes spencer off a cliff which is the girls are kind of like oh what'd you do that for you know like we have lives so then spencer comes back and he's kind of like dude what'd you do that for like we have to be careful with our lives yeah so then he's like you don't want to mess with me dude because obviously moose is this tiny guy and the rock is huge so he's like oh really i'll kick your ass right now so (laughs) he goes to try to hit Spencer and like Spencer like doesn't even flinch (laughs) it's kind of funny because like he slaps him and you hear the slap sound but like he doesn't move yeah (laughs) (laughs) so then he kind of pushes um fridge into like a wall and he's like okay okay I see how this is and then he's like in the real world I could kick your butt so now we have three of the characters that are down to two lives um Spencer got pushed off a cliff um Bethany got eaten by a hippo Martha got shot and then here is where we learn that um, Dr. Smolder Bravestone, he, what did he say? He said, we have to survive. Or we, we have, have to, to survive. Together. And then, and then he, he like, smolders. smolders. It's so funny. And then they're like, hey, was that on purpose? And like the, girl, like, the girls asked yeah. that. <laughs> so it's really funny to see him do his signature face. I feel like that's the rock face because yeah. almost all of his movie covers are he him like face. smoldering. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Um, so next, after they're debating about the lives, they arrive at the bazaar. Um, <laughs> so there, there's this guy, there's like this vendor there and he's like, rations, get your rations. So Spencer's like, Hey guys, the game's telling us that we need to fuel up and eat. So they all go over and they grab bread and they're like eating. And well, then, Bethany hasn't eaten bread in years. Yeah. So she thinks it's bread. Yeah. So they're all eating bread, carbs, whatever. And then Fridge is like, hey, man, what did he say? I'm feeling kind of weird. This doesn't, this doesn't taste like cake. This tastes like cake, not bread. Oh, yeah. He was like, this tastes like cake. And then he's like, oh, my God. He starts freaking out because he's like, this is one of my weaknesses. He's like, um, do I have any, like, rashes, you know, anything like that? And then he's like, am I still black? <laughs> They're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, okay. Like, that was his main concern. And then he turns around and starts telling everyone, like, like I'm okay. okay. And then in the <laughs> middle of him saying that, he just blows up into this fiery explosion. And everyone just kind of stands by watching, like, petrified it's so funny so he eats cake and he blows up so now they know what happens when he, when he eats, eats cake. cake which is his weakness he blows up so um then there's this next part <laughs> he blows up <laughs> yeah so they're there at the bazaar to find the missing piece which they think it's a missing piece to the map because if you look at the map there's kind of like a part that's ripped off so they're like okay we have to find the missing piece so there's another NPC character that runs up and is talking to Bravestone. And he's like, oh, you have to follow me. You have to follow me. So they follow him. And he says this rhyme pretty much that's saying, hey, you have to open that basket. And that's where the, the missing piece will be. But if you make a wrong move, you're going to end up in a casket. So they're like, oh, you know, this is a Bravestone thing because you're brave. So he the Bravestone goes and opens the basket. And there's like a snake that kind of comes slithering out so he slaps the lid back on and fridge is kind of like spitting out his facts he's like that's a black mamba and you know (laughs) talking about how how deadly they are and all these other facts about the black mambas so anyways they end up thinking that it's a staring contest bethany's like it's a staring contest i know it 
So they try to have her stare into the Black Mamba's eyes, but that doesn't turn out to be the correct thing. It tries to attack her. But then it ends up going for Martha and um, Bravestone catches it by its head before it bites her, which that part was pretty cool too. Fast reflexes. And then Fridge comes up with his zoology expertise. and Zoologiness. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you have to defang it. So he ends up defanging the Black Mamba. And they learn in that sequence that there's it, that you have to use teamwork pretty much instead of all fighting all the time they have to use teamwork. So and they find the, an elephant piece, right? Yeah, in the basket they find an elephant statue wrapped in a little note that says "When you see me, begin the climb." So they're all kind of confused. Um, once that part happens, Van Pelt and his little crew show up and they're like Bravestone, and then there's going to be a showdown, but. Um, they're looking for the jewel. He's pretty much telling Bravestone, Van Pelt's telling Bravestone, like, you owe me something. You owe me something. And he's like, I can't give that to you. I can't give that to you. Because Nigel gave them the jewel when he was giving them the breakdown of the mission. And someone saves them, which we later learn is Seaplane McDonough. Or McDonough. McDonough which is Nick Jonas. <laughs> which is Nick Jonas. So... Um, he kind of throws like a smoke bomb in front of Van Pelt. So they're able to escape. And he's like, follow me. And they go into, like, this underground thing that's full of, like, booby traps. And he's talking, um, Seaplane's talking to them, like, oh, I'm so stoked you guys are here, you know. And um, they end up talking, becoming friends. And he takes them to this little hut in the jungle that says, um, where did it go? Anyways, this is the part where we kind of see an Easter egg or, like, an homage to the original um, the hut that Seaplane has been staying in, there's a little board that says Alan Parrish was here or something yeah. like that. They're like, hey, who's Alan Parrish? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, this is Alan Parrish's house. I'm just living in it. <gasps> so we don't ever really, like, see any of the original characters, but that's kind of their way of saying, you know, hey, thanks to the original. Um, but now they have the whole team. They find out that the missing piece was actually Alex because now they have all five of the characters that are supposed to be in the game because they all have different strengths and weaknesses like we already learned so each of them has a different part in the game that's kind of meant for them so without the um whole team yeah without the whole team they won't be able to beat the game so and i think um this is the part where seaplane makes a comment saying like oh i've been stuck on this level for a couple months you know or he says a couple months so they're all kind of like well now we're all together we'll be able to get past it so the next level is the transportation shed. Um, we kind of see in this part some hints that uh, Bethany kind of likes Alex. She's like, oh, he's single. When he's seaplane. <laughs> seaplane. So she likes seaplane. She's kind of attracted to him. Um, she's making comments here and there. Anyways, they at the transportation shed, they see two like scary looking guys that are like guarding the shed. And Bethany, who's Shelly Oberon, says, oh, like, we totally have to go flirt with those guys and distract them. And then Fridge is like, you don't have the proper equipment, like, talking about his body because he's a guy. <laughs> so then he's like, no, not me. And he kind of looks at Martha because Martha is Ruby Roundhouse now, who's this badass woman, you know. Um, she's like, I've never, Martha says that she's never talked to guys and she's not good at it, so she can't do it. So Bethany takes her back into the jungle so that they can have like a girl talk to girl. guys lesson. <laughs> yeah. Girl to girl lesson. So that sequence was kind of funny. And then while they're over having that talk to guys lesson, um, Fridge and Spencer discover that Seaplane is actually Alex Vreek of Freak House. So he kind of, um, Seaplane says, like, oh, like, you know, she's pretty... Fly. Oh, yeah, she's pretty fly. Not like, um, you know, um, they like to get jiggy with her. Yeah. And then they're kind of like, what? Jiggy, like, like, jiggy fly? Who says that? Yeah. So they're like, hey, what year do you think it is? And he, I think he says, what, like, 1996? 19, yeah. But, the, but, like, the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And they're, like, freaking out. They're, like, oh, my gosh. And then Fred is like, you've been stuck in here for 20 years. And then Seaplane kind of freaks out. He's, like, oh, my gosh. So that kid in the beginning of the movie that had the game and kind of, like, saw Flash of Green. That's he's him. been stuck in that game since then. So it's been 20 years. So he's kind of freaking out. 
But then they end up sending Martha down to talk to the guys. And it's kind of funny because she, she forgot all, all the training. training. And she's just kind of like... Bethany was trying to tell her, like, hey, like, part your lips and bite your lip a little bit and flip your <laughs> hair. And she's kind of <laughs> like a chipmunk. It's so funny. <laughs> but so that's not her strength. Talking to guys is not her strength. But she finds out, remembers later, like, the radio kind of clicks on to the guys. And she's like, dance fighting, dance fighting. So while she's dance fighting these guys, the others are sneaking into the shed and trying to figure out what to do. Dance fighting these guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she ends up kicking their asses. And then she goes to meet them. And she's like, I totally did it. And Bethany's like, yes, queen. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Jack Black. So it's it's hilarious. Yeah. So they figure out that seaplane is the helicopter pilot. So there's a bunch of different methods of transportation in there. There was like a bus. There was a helicopter. There was something else. But they're like, we have to take the helicopter because you're the pilot. And he was super scared to go in. Yeah, he's getting scared because he's down to one life. So I forgot to mention that earlier. He's down to one life. And he finds out that he's been stuck in there for 20 years. He's like, I can't do this. I can't pilot it. You know, I've already crashed twice and lost two of my lives. So they're trying to convince him that, you know, it's about teamwork and they're all together now so they can do it. Because now there's these motorcycle guys that are starting to drive towards the transportation shed. They figured out that they broke in. So Alex finally gets into um, the plane and takes off. And it's um, one of seaplane strengths is what is it like making margaritas oh making margaritas yeah Yeah, so so, he's kind of drunk yeah so fridge not seaplane fridge is kind of drunk so he's hopping in the helicopter he's like oh piloted and they're like no you're drunk so um he's in the back seat kind of feeling a little woozy and there was a part when um they're like kind of stuck flying really low in this canyon because something about, like, the the blades had broken, like, where it allows them to go up and down. So Bravestone has to get up on top of the helicopter while it's still flying and fix it. So they're able to fix it just in the nick of time. And as they're flying up and over the canyon, Fridge kind of, like... Leans almost, over like he's going to yeah, throw up, Yeah, like, leans over like he's going to... Or, like, he was falling out or going to throw up or something. And you see the jewel kind of, like, roll out of his backpack. Slowly. And he's just kind of sitting there like, oh, shit. Like, that just <laughs> happened. So, it takes him a second. But he's just kind of sitting there and he's like, oops. <laughs> and they're like, whoops, what? And he's like, I may or may not have just dropped the jewel. And they're so like, are you like, kidding me? Yeah, so, they're really upset. They have to go get it. So, um, they fly back over the canyon and they see that there's, what did he say, white rhinos? They're just rhinos. I think they're albino rhinos. Oh, That's yeah. What they, I think he said they're albino rhinos. And they're all kind of like circling around the jewel, like they're protecting it. So they're trying to figure out how the heck they're going to get the jewel. And then Bravestone has this amazing idea because he, Fridge still has, um, two He's- lives, so he pushes him out of the helicopter so that the rhinos will chase after him so that he can go get the jewel. So then when Fridge respawns, they kind of like tilted the plane at an angle, which was pretty cool. And they were able to catch Fridge as he respawned. And um, so they got the jewel. They made it across the canyon. And then the next thing we see is Seaplane is kind of down on the ground because one of his weaknesses is mosquitoes. And he gets bit by a mosquito. And this is kind of a character development moment for Bethany. She's like, no, we have to save him. We have to save him. And she tries to start giving him CPR. And while she's like giving him mouth to mouth, Martha's like, wait, wait, wait. It looks like you're giving him one of your lives. And she's like, what if she you has that two for lives. yourself? Yeah. Bethany's down to two lives. And she's like, it's okay. I want Alex to come home too. So in the real world, you know, before Bethany was not really the type of person to care about anyone but herself. And now she has she developed, she, yeah, she cares for Alex and she, you know, sacrifices one of her lives for him, which is a big arch for her. Um, and then we kind of see that Alex and Bethany, after Alex wakes up, he's like, whoa, you gave me your life, you know, and he's really appreciative. And they end up bonding, like asking, oh, what are you like in the real world? And then while they're kind of 
bonding. Martha and Spencer confess their feelings for each other, and they have this really funny kiss. It's like super gross. Like You're just very open it. mouth. And yes, <laughs> they're like practically eating each other's faces because both of them are very quiet. People. In the real world, and like Martha, she's never talked to guys before, and Spencer's kind of this like nerdy stay-at-home gamer guy who's never had a girlfriend, so neither one of them know how to kiss, so when you see this kiss scene, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's funny, but it's also gross. You're like, wow, how did they shoot that without laughing? <laughs> um, and then next, the final level they're on their way to is called the Defenders, which at this point, they don't know what that is. But Spencer pretty much learns about being brave. He, They see an elephant statue, so they think that means from the note earlier, when you see me begin to climb, that it's telling them to go through the trees. And one of um, Bravestone's strengths is climbing. But later, he ends up falling out of the tree because he sees a squirrel and he gets scared. <laughs> so he falls out of the tree. And when he falls out of the tree, there's, like, a jaguar that comes out of nowhere and, like, eats him. And then he respawns. So now, I think they're all down to one life. No. Almost. Martha's down to... Martha has two. Martha's the only one left that has two. Everyone else has one. So this is kind of where Spencer's like, hey, I can't do this. He's like, I'm not like this in the real world. And Fridge is telling him, like, yes, like, this was inside you the whole time. Like, you just have to learn, you know, how to to realize it it and how to use it. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I'm Dr. Bravestone. So it was kind of a cool moment. That was another character arch for Spencer. Like, you know, realizing that this character that he is in the game is not who he was back in the real world. But it's kind of teaching him to be brave and um, fearless. So they come up with a game plan. Um... Fridge, obviously, like we said, is a football star, so he uses his knowledge for football and football plays to come up with a plan to get past these jaguars to the jaguar statue where they have to return the jewel. So, um, so after this plan, they end up getting to the jaguar statue where we see that during the plan, Bethany gets captured by Van Pelt and he has her kind of at the base of the statue and he's like holding a knife to her throat or something and he's like give me the jewel and I'll let your friend go so they're kind of fighting there's this really cool moment when Fridge comes out riding an elephant and he's like zoology bitch and he has <laughs> That's my jewel. favorite part <laughs> so they end up fighting Bethany gets away from Van Pelt but during the tussle the jewel somehow gets flung up onto this like ledge on the statue so Martha starts running up towards the jewel they see another elephant statue, which they're like, that means begin the climb up the statue. So Bravestone starts riding a motorcycle up the mount, or like up the statue, up the mountain, whatever you want to call it. And Martha ends up getting to the ledge where the jewel was flung, and there's a ton of snakes. So And one of her weaknesses is venom. Venom, yeah. So she's kind of trying to be tiptoe over to get the jewel. But then there's this really cool part when Van Pelt is up there. He, like, ends up meeting her up there, but he has control of all the snakes, so they all kind of, like, look up at once and stare at her. And Van Pelt says something like, oh, you'll never get the jewel to him, and she's like, oh, you're wrong about that, and she steps on a snake, and the snake bites her, so she dies. So Bravestone is riding up, riding his motorcycle up the, um, up the mountain, and as Martha's respawning, like, falling from the sky, she kind of meets Bravestone like Bravestone swings around on the top of the statue and like they slap hands and she gives him the jewel which it's is a very cool freaking moment. cool yeah I think it's cool some people are like hey that's unrealistic but it's very cool. I thought it was a really cool action sequence you know I mean it's obviously very far-fetched but it was it's really a game cool. yeah it's a game anything can happen in the world of Jumanji so he ends up getting the jewel from Martha and then they get the jewel back into the eye of the jaguar and nothing happens but then I think, who was it? Someone was like, oh, you have to call out its name. So, okay, they so they're like, out, Jumanji! And then you see this, like, flash of green, like, flood the land of Jumanji, which is... Um, kind of cool, too. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, so that's pretty much showing that they beat the game. Jumanji saved. I think Van Pelt, like, disappears yeah, into, like, he, a like, bunch dust. of bugs. Yeah, yeah or, bugs. Yeah, he turns into bu- bugs or dust <laughs> or something. Bugs. Anyways, the bad guy's gone. And then, um, 
so Nigel shows up. It's the end of the game. Braystone's kind of like, Martha, what if you and I stay here? You know, this is the life that we've always wanted. And she's like, no, but we can be these people at home. You know, like now that they've learned how to be the people that they want to be, it was inside them this whole time. And he's like, okay. So Nigel shakes all their hands, which sends them back home. Fridge is like, get me out of here. Yeah. Fridge <laughs> he drops the backpack. <laughs> <laughs> so they all get home. They wind up back in the school basement or wherever it was that they had detention but they can't find alex so they're like what the heck like you know i hope he got out okay like they saw nigel shake his hand so later they all end up meeting um in front of well what was freak house and it looks not run down anymore it looks very pretty now it looks like a very well maintained pretty house you know so they're kind of like what and then they're like could it be and this car pulls up in front of freak house and it's this guy that kind of you know looks like a metalhead as alex described himself in the game to bethany and he comes over and they're like alex is that you and he's like yeah hey i got spit back out um right back in 1996 where it started so that was kind of cool you know because they showed in the movie like the effect that it had on his parents like the owner of Freak House was his dad, and that's why, you know, depression kind of got to him, and that's why he let the house go, he let himself go, he yeah. turned into this grouchy old man, because his son disappeared from home years ago and never returned, you know, he never knew why. So that was kind of cool to see that resolution, that Alex and his family kind of got the happy ending that they um, didn't get while he was stuck in the game. So during that whole time... He ends up getting married and having a family. And it's a really cute moment because Alex says, oh, yeah, my daughter's name is Bethany. I wanted to name her after the girl that saved my life. And then it kind of puts this big smile yeah, on, on Bethany's face. And another cool thing about Alex's character, not Nick Jonas, like the character in the game, but his real character, it's Tom Hanks' son. I'm blinking on his name, but it's funny because he kind of looks like Tom Hanks, but I think he looks more like his wife. But anyways, so Alex continued life like normal, which was really cool, um, thanks to Bethany's sacrifice. And then we see all the players slash characters. They're all friends now. They're all walking to school together. Um, another character arch, like we see, or I'm sorry, character arc is when we see Bethany at school. She's talking to one of her friends that she was on FaceTime with, and she's like, hey, let's go backpacking, and, you know, I really want to go see nature. And her friend's like, are you okay? So her face is always in her phone, so she's, like, shocked. Even when they first got in Jumanji, like, before she got eaten by the hippos, she's like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? (laughs) And it's really funny, but anyways, her friend's like, are you okay? Like, that's so out of the blue. Uh, Very out of character for her. Yeah, it's very out of character, but that was one of her like things that she learned in Jumanji was a love for nature. So she wants to go backpacking. She learned how to appreciate other people that she's not the only person in the world. And, um, fridge is actually humbled. He's talking to Spencer and the other characters. Now he's not like too cool cool for them. Yeah. Yeah. They're all friends now. And then Martha and Spencer, um, they end up meeting each other at school and spencer and martha end up kissing an actual kiss yeah an actual kiss this is a much better proper kiss kiss. than the one in the game so that was cool seeing that they're all a group of friends now martha and spencer kind of got their happy ending um we can assume that i mean from here on that they're in a relationship now and um after, the, After kiss. the kiss, they hear, like, the drum rhythm again from Jumanji. So they all kind of look at each other, like, wide-eyed. Like, what are we going to do? So the next scene you see is a bowling ball being smashed on the game and some next to some dumpster in an alley. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's never going to happen again. And that's that. So I do have to say, I do love the, the character arcs in this movie. They the developed comedy, very well. Yeah, they did. And the comedy was... Very one. I <laughs> yeah. love it. I mean, A plus. It's, not, it's not any like dirty humor or anything. Like I said, there's a couple adult jokes in there, but I freaking love the comedy in this movie. Every no matter how many, this is one of those movies that I've watched over and over and over again, and I'm still not tired of it. I laugh every single time. Yeah. And in this household, pretty much we crack up. No, when there's a movie that we love, we watch it like a thousand times to where the disc can be worn out. But we just, you know, we love, love it, it so still, much. and we just laugh at it every time. Um, and I, as I said in the trailer for this podcast, 
I do collect movie scores and soundtracks on record, and this and Jumanji 2 are one of them that I have. The score for this movie is very, very action-packed. Yeah. Like, if I had to pick an action score, like, this would be it. It's very, like, upbeat and intense and dramatic. I love it. And the characters, like I said earlier, they did excellent portraying, um, like, each other. Jack Black, The Rock, um, Kevin Hart, and Karen Gillan. They all did so good playing their other counterparts. I loved it. I loved it, too. It was obviously one of my favorite movies ever. And, yeah. <laughs> so, out of ten stars rating this movie, I I know I suck, but I would probably give it ten stars. <laughs> I just love everything about this movie. And the special, the special features on the Blu-ray disc showed, like, how close the actors got to each other and, like, the good chemistry between all of them. And it looked like it was a really fun movie to make. Um, The Rock is also one of my favorite characters. Anything with him in it, but especially with him and Kevin Hart. They're very hilarious. When they're co-stars together, they're so good. Like, they feed off of each other and make it even funnier than what it was even intended to be, but they just did so good. Or one of the other fun facts I read was um, Kevin Hart was angrily eating a bag of Cheetos. Remember I told you about that? I don't think so. He was re- he was angrily eating a bunch of chips, and the rock kind of looked at him, and he was all, oh, F off, and all that. <laughs> they're just very funny together. Yeah, their chemistry is <laughs> so good. They just, I freaking love them. And we will end up talking about um, Jumanji 2 on this podcast one day. But yeah, we would like to hear your guys' thoughts on Jumanji 2. Um, obviously, we both love this movie like to the maximum so we'd love to hear what you guys thought um you guys can comment on our instagram page which is silver screen enchantment pod and let us know what you thought for next week we will be covering one of our favorite netflix movie original series which is fear street we're going to be talking about fear street part one 1994 So that episode will be released Friday, June 3rd. Um, So yeah, make sure that you plan your watching or viewing ahead of time. Because as always, our episodes will contain spoilers. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.